Welcome to the Soul Urge Podcast, a show for women entrepreneurs who are tired of hustle and working hard. Instead, we're going to tap into ease and flow. Here, I mix the practical with the magical. You can expect to hear from business experts with tips and advice, and you'll hear from magical experts who understand energy and intuition and other things we cannot see. I'm your host, Jennifer Hooper, Certified Life Coach. Let's dive in. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Soul Urge podcast. I'm so excited to be here today with Mina Rucci. And Mina is an Akashic Records reader and meditation instructor. And we're going to dive into what exactly that means uh, in this podcast. But today, or just to start off, uh, Mina, can you tell us a little bit about you and your background and uh, your backstory? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I didn't uh, grow up saying I wanted to be an Akashic Record reader. It's kind of an unusual job. So my way to finding this work was a little bit winding and interesting, I guess. And I say that I found the records by divine accident. Before I found the records, from the time I was a pretty young kid, I had anxiety. And I also just wanted to know why I was here. I had this big existential question that I was so curious about. And so as a hobby, I um, just would dabble in anything related to purpose. Like as a teenager, I was into self-help books and different types of meditation and would listen to different teachers talk and things like that. So I find that I was, surprising as a teenager. <laughs> oh, I love that it. That was a weird one. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. That like, and I think those two things, the anxiety and that like deep wondering kind of fed each other. So I was anxious all the time and I wanted to know why I was here. So there was this like urgency of like, mm-hmm. I got to figure this out. Like time's running out. We got to do something about this. So I didn't want to waste any time, not even a moment. Time's running out. How old were you? (laughs) I had like, I don't, I don't even know. I was, I was pretty young and I was pretty serious too. Like the way that I would attend school and stuff. I, yeah, it was really intense and I had a fear of being homeless. So I worked really hard whenever I was in school and I don't know where that came from because we were fine. Like as a family, it was okay, but I guess that didn't fully sink in that we were like, there was some sense of stability or security that I wasn't really connected to. So yeah, can't waste any time. Got to figure this out. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And um, yeah, it was weird. And it's funny, like looking back on it now, because that was just normal for me. I didn't know that that was weird. I thought that that's what all the kids were thinking about all the time. I didn't find out that that was weird until I was like 18 or 19. And in school, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know even how that really well, it was just normal out. for you. That makes yeah, sense to me. Yeah, it was just my like normal way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I had my like weird little hobbies, <laughs> and I um that was just fun for me. And when I whenever I went to college, my anxiety got much much worse, and I became addicted to my work. And um, because of that, like the anxiety was severe, the workaholism was very severe. And because of that, I had all kinds of health problems. I had an eating disorder and my like mental health was really like falling apart. 
And I was deep into burnout. I had been in like the last stage of burnout for years for most of my college experience. And with all of that like tension and chaos kind of rising, that question that I'd always carried with me of why am I here took on a different tone. It was the same question, but a different tone. And it was like, why am I here? I don't need to be here. So it was no longer this like playful, curious, wondering. It was really beginning to crush me the weight of not having an answer to that question. And it was very heavy. And the only thing that really kept me going because it became very difficult to continue because I was pouring all of my vitality, like 20 hours a day into working and like going days and days without sleeping at all and not eating and like overexerting in every way you can imagine. And it was all just to like focus into my work. And then when I would turn something in or finish a project or whatever, I would feel good for a few seconds, like, oh, yay, yay. (laughs) And then it would just be this like crushing wave of, oh my God, this is so meaningless. What am I doing? So it was just this like really weird, like flow of my like efforts, right? I was putting so much, investing so much into this work that was not giving me anything in return. And it was, yeah, it was crushing. The meaninglessness of it was terrible. It was so unfulfilling. And I didn't know what to do because I had invested so much time Mm -hmm. to do this. And so I was like, I can't change now. And I can't- So this being college, is that what you mean? Yeah, Mm -hmm. what I was studying. And I was like, I can't, there is no other way. Like you have to get a job, right? You have to graduate, Mm -hmm. you have to get a job. Otherwise- Going back to the beginning, you'll be homeless. Right. So, yeah. So, <laughs> all of, like this, like lifelong endeavor of going to school was to serve this one goal of getting a job. So, I didn't end up homeless and dying. Mm. And so, that like fear was stronger than this sense of despair for me. And so, that's why I persisted, just like the raw, like energy of fear and anxiety. And I ended up graduating in May of 2020. So to just punctuate that whole adorable experience, (laughs) I graduated at a very chill time in the world. And my whole goal, again, was to get a job. And all the companies I was interviewing with went on a hiring freeze. Mm -hmm. So I did not know what to do. I was so close to attaining what I had wanted for like decades at that point. And everything just froze. So being addicted to my work and now I was like done with school, didn't have a job. I was like, I need something to kill the time. And I had always been interested in this like mystical esoteric stuff. And I found this course on the Akashic Records and I was like, oh, that's like, I don't know what that is, but you can ask questions and receive answers, whatever that means. I was like, cool. I I thought it was completely fake. I was like, this sounds like a made up thing, but it'll be a good way to pass the time. I was like, we'll just do it. It'll take my mind off of things. And I was blown away when it actually worked because it sounds like it truly sounds so (laughs) far-fetched. And I didn't know because people described it as spiritual Google and all kinds of things. And yeah, I was amazed when it worked. And 
once I was able to start connecting with the records, all I was asking about was like jobs. I was using it as a job search engine, which sounds so (laughs) goofy now. Um, And one day I was in the records and I was asking, what are the possibilities of my artistic career? Because the jobs that I was applying for was called technical artist. And so I asked that question, but instead of saying artistic, I accidentally said Akashic. So the question I asked was, what are the possibilities of my Akashic career? And it was a total Freudian slip. And what I felt through the records was, it was almost like out of a movie. It was so ridiculous, but I could feel through the records there was, it was like the sky was above me. There was like clouds and the clouds parted and this like brilliant radiant white light was shining down through the space, filling up everything outside of me and everything inside of me. And I could feel the radiance of that light and it just felt like pure potential. And I had never felt anything like that before. And so by asking that accidental question, I finally got that like clarity and connection to potential that I had been seeking my whole life almost. So that was a game changer for me. And experiencing that on accident, because I never would have thought to ask that question. I didn't think that this was a job. (laughs) (laughs) It just didn't even occur to me that that was a possibility. But experiencing that potential through the records is what really opened up my eyes and my mind and kind of like shook me free of that super narrow point of view that I had been, Mm. which was go to school, go to college, get a job, Mm -hmm. and then not be homeless was the end goal. I was like, oh, there is another way to live that I didn't even know. And if that exists, how many more other variations of life exist? Yeah. So that's really what kind of like got me going with the records and over time by working with the records and then later with meditation about a year after I found the records, I realized that my anxiety that had been there my whole life was not there anymore. And I felt calm and I felt healthy. So unbelievable. I find your story so fascinating because I've met with you a a number of times. We've met in networking and we've done one-on-ones and you've given me an Akashic Records reading and we'll talk about that. And I tell people that you are the most grounded person I have ever experienced. (laughs) Like you're going to love her. She's so grounded and so chill. And so to think that you struggled with urgency and anxiety is absolutely mind-blowing to me (laughs) it really is it it kind of blows my own mind too because in the like darkest parts of that there were years where I would wake up every day choking on my own screams because I was that much in a panic wow and that's just how that's how I would start my day (laughs) oh my god And you know, there's no such thing as an accidental, an accident like that, right? (laughs) We call that an unconscious utterance in Mm -hmm. our coaching world. (laughs) Like this is your most unconscious, conscious, you know, maybe desire or interest or. Yeah, truly, truly. And it was so funny. I think, yeah, clearly I needed some help because I wasn't asking the right questions. I found them. What about this job? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's so funny because 
I was going to talk about my reading later, but let's talk about it now. I was asking questions about work and about my direction and my purpose too. So it's funny that that's where I started. <laughs> Had I yeah. prepared a little bit more, put more thought and effort in it, I'm beforehand, which you told me to do, but I didn't do. <laughs> I probably would have deeper questions. And it's still perfectly lovely. Like you can right. use the records. The records, I think the magic of the modality is they will meet you where you're at. It feels goofy now looking back on the questions I was asking because it had been clear for many years that that was not the right work for me. I knew that before I like experienced that through the records because I was physically and mentally and spiritually dying right. <laughs> doing that. So it was pretty obvious that wasn't a good fit, but <laughs> I just didn't want to admit it because I felt like I had nothing else for me. So I was like, if I let go of this and tell the truth that I don't want to do this, yeah. I will have nothing. And I was scared. And so makes it was so much sense because you're on the path. You see the path you're on. You can't see any other paths. And it's that path specifically in my world was like drilled into us as that is mm -hmm. the way to live. Mm -hmm. <laughs> go to school, yeah. you go to college, you get a job and that's it. So it, I had no examples of anyone doing anything differently in my world or in, mm -hmm. yeah, that I could see. So it really felt like there was nothing else. Right. Except that. And I so think I that's so common though, depending on where we are in life and what we're doing and whether it's a relationship or work or school or parenting, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we just can only see the way that we're in. Yeah. It's really hard to not like be in that first person view because that's how we move through life is through our own like perspective. Right. And I think that's, what's beautiful about an Akashic record reading is that the records, it's like getting a bird's eye view, you know, mm -hmm. it helps you zoom out. And it offers you a new way to look at things. So it's like, oh, did you know, like if you're walking and you're coming up against like a boulder and you just keep going in that direction, it's like you are stuck. But if like a bird that was flying up there came and landed on your shoulder and was like, oh, did you know there's like, if you go through this bush, there's a whole path around. And instead of going the way you were going, you're actually heading for like this like dry desert. There's this whole like lush area to the right. Yeah. But it's like we don't yeah. know. And so it really is like the records help us feel out pathways of potential, mm -hmm. vibrant potential that feel more resonant with our true being. I think that boulder that you talked about is really a metaphor for fear. A lot of times that's what holds us back. Fear of the known, fear of the unknown, fear of changing direction. Yeah. It, yeah. it just kind of keeps us stuck. I, I'm saying that from my own personal experience as well yeah, as what I do yeah. with clients. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we decided ahead of time that this uh, podcast conversation was going to be about making aligned business decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we're meandering. It's all good. So I'm really curious about what alignment means to you, because I feel like that can mean different things to different people. Mm -hmm. So let's start there. I feel like alignment, we can think of it almost as like a radiant thing, like radiant as in like geometry, like round emerging from a central point. I love that. And so it's like the radiance of alignment being, are you the center of that being 
what does your truest self, your deep self, your soul want? What is the intention that you desiring to see or create or be with or experience? And then from there, it's like, what are you doing to create that? And it's so simple, right? It's like being connected to your essence, like the intention, the essential intention. And then how are your actions serving that intention? Mm. And so you can think of it as like knowing what you want and then going for it, right? (laughs) (laughs) But doing that on a much deeper kind of like soul level, deep self level, right? Not engaging with like the desires and distortions and desperations of the mind necessarily and really taking time to go deeper than what you think you want what you've been told to want and going deep 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 what do I truly wish to experience why is my soul here what do I want to experience in this lifetime and from there Once you know that, I think it's a lot easier to move forward, make decisions, pull things together and create something because you know where you're going. Mm. It's almost like that functions as the map and the compass. And then from there, it's easier to navigate. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. I've never heard alignment described in that way before. And you're, you're really a master of explaining you know, putting yourself into the center, what does your soul want, which is how I feel or what I call the soul urge, like what is the soul urging you to do? And from my own perspective, sometimes I am connected and sometimes I am disconnected. As much as I want to follow my soul urge all of the time, I get distracted by this outside stuff, you yeah. know, the expectations, the not wanting to be homeless, yes, <laughs> you, know, yes. helping clients, you know, helping clients and things like that. So what are your tools and tips for reconnecting or maintaining that alignment when we kind of go astray or don't even feel connected in the first place? Yeah. So I think the first step, a lot of people like don't necessarily feel super connected to that. And so if you don't know what you want, what your intention is, or where you're going, all of your actions are going to feel chaotic and scattered. And like, why is this not working? Because you don't know where you are going, Mm. or the thing you are working towards, maybe you feel that you know where you want to go. But if that desire is not your truest, deepest intention. If it's like a projection or like something else, someone else's desire that they, like what you have been told to want. If all of your actions might be perfectly in line with that, when you get there, it'll feel deeply unfulfilling. And that's what my experience was. I was doing everything. I was working towards this thing that I was told would be good to want and to have. And to arrive at... (laughs) Yeah. And every time I like succeeded in that context, it was crushing. It was so painful. The first thing I think to do is to connect to that deep intention. And there's a lot of different ways to do it, but my tool of choice is the Akashic Records. 
And when I read for people, one of the most popular questions and what I really love to begin with is what is my purpose? Why am I here? That question that drove me for so long is such a profoundly powerful question to have answered, just like it's a profoundly powerful question to not have answered as I experienced. So, oh yeah, that was my question. I think, I think that was the first thing I asked. It's such a good place to begin because it really orients the entire like space. It orients yourself of like, what are we trying to do here? Like in the context (laughs) of this reading, what are we trying to do here? And in the context of my life, what am I doing here? And so to get connected with that through an Akashic Record reading or through any other modality that resonates with you, that is such a profoundly powerful place to start. And to continue to check in with that, right? Because what Mm -hmm. is in alignment today is going to be different later. It is always changing. It's like this like morphing alive thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Is like it's alive. That makes a lot of sense to me because that we're that it's always changing because we're always growing. We're always becoming new versions of ourselves. Yeah. And like the soul desire of a child is going to be different than of a woman that's like Uh, 50 or 60 years old. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. So I find that very beautiful. I find your description very beautiful. Alignment, going inward, finding your soul purpose. And then I work predominantly with entrepreneurs. And one of the very, actually one of the questions I asked you in my Akashic Records is why am I drawn to entrepreneurship? Why do I, cause we don't even talk about business. Like we're talking about personal lives and health and relationships and things like that most of the time. So why am I drawn there? And the answer I received, and you can elaborate on this if you want to, is that, you know, as women so often we're called to entrepreneurship because it's a vehicle um, to freedom, freedom to make our own decisions, to move in the world, you know, creating a lot of times for me, like uh, what was important was location independence, like being able to work from anywhere. And I was like, that resonated with me so much. I'm like, oh, of course, that's why I'm attracted to women entrepreneurs. We're all searching for it or desiring that. Yeah. I, when, when that answer came through the records, I too was fascinated by that answer. I'm like, often surprised and delighted by the things that I'm privileged (laughs) to like have come out of my mouth (laughs) through the records I'm like wow that was so cool I never would have thought of it that way and I think that's like in essence the magic of the records is like oh I never would have thought of it that way but holding that new way of thinking about it opens a lot of space within us and around us to approach things differently yeah and now that it's out there it seems so obvious but I couldn't see it it's like that boulder in the path. Like I didn't see that there was, you know, and yeah. in this case, an answer, like I was looking like, what is, you know, what, mm. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, and like it, it, even that visual, it's like, yeah, when something is too close, you can't actually see it. So it's like backing up a little yeah. bit, so much clarity. Yeah, definitely. So you said your uh, method or your practice of choice is the Akashic records for tuning in and getting that alignment. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like? Explain what the Akashic records are for people who 
may have no idea that, which was me six months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the Akashic records are sometimes described as the subtle energetic imprint of everything that has ever happened, everything that is currently happening, and everything that could possibly happen in the future. And that's like mind blowing. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, it's either mind blowing or it's like that is the most ridiculous thing, nonsensical, vague, like stuff I've ever heard. Okay, that too. So, I get. I guess right. that was what came to mind first. Yeah. So that was my reaction. Was like this sounds so fake. Um, So because that sounds very vague and like, what the heck does that mean? The way that I like to think about it is if you could imagine an invisible library in space that has books on every subject you could imagine, including you or your own essence or soul, in an Akashic Record reading when I work with someone one-on-one, it's like we're checking out the book on you And you have the opportunity to ask questions and receive insight from this elevated perspective. So some people, like I said, call the Akashic Records spiritual Google. And what they mean by that is like, it's such a mysterious modality that you can literally ask big existential questions like, what is my purpose? Why am I here? What are my gifts? How am I meant to be of service? How can I improve my relationships? things like that. So you can approach these big questions or broad areas of life, like purpose and relationship and fulfillment and receive insight. (laughs) Yeah, it's fascinating. But what I think, like going back to what you said, the definition of the Akashic Records is, Mm -hmm. you mentioned an energetic imprint. Mm -hmm. So it's energy and energy can change which is why there's so many potentials because my first uh interpretation of the akashic records using the metaphor of a library is that there's one book on me it's already written the past is written the present is written and the future is written and i wanted to use the akashic records as a crystal ball really okay, so what's next? Where am I going? What am I doing? Yeah. Like who wouldn't want to But I just get those answers. (laughs) Yeah. And so that like imagery of like, oh, there's one book for us. It's helpful to kind of picture it and for people to kind of wrap their heads around what is literally infinity and eternity. So it's like, yeah, the imagery is helpful. Like, oh, there's a book. Right. But the way that uh, I often experience it is like, I haven't necessarily put this into words, so we'll just feel this out together. It's almost like the present is like a dot and that point is defined and you can think of it almost mathematically, right? Like a point is like a defined point in space. So it's defined. And then all of the past are like threads or lines coming out of that point that is the now. And same with the future. There's all these like infinite threads or paths or lines or timelines that are emanating from this point that is the present. And so because there's infinite past and infinite future, but there is only one present that we're experiencing now, it's hard to predict the future and 
futile. <laughs> it is pointless. And I think it's so arrogant. It would be so arrogant and false for me to try to claim that I can tell you what's going to happen in the future. And so really what, well, it's like, well, then what's the point of a reading? So it's like, <laughs> so, cause that's what people are interested in. It's like, why am I here? Right. So it helps you connect to your soul's intentions. Right. And you can ask things about the past you can get clarity on why some things are the way they are right now and what am I supposed to be learning from this experience things like that why is this relationship so hard why are my parents like this etc so you can Ooh, get like a different questions okay it's <laughs> opening up yeah, more possibilities for me <laughs> yeah there's okay. so many things you can like bring to a reading and the records may or may not answer because the way that the information comes through for me is they'll only give you what is relevant and uplifting and empowering at this moment in time. So they're not going to just give you random information that you don't need to know that's irrelevant or disempowering. They're so focused and I am so focused on making sure the whole time we're together that you are not disconnected from the fact that you have free will. <laughs> so Right. Consent is super important to me and you, the person I'm reading for, sitting in the space, in the center that you have your own free will and can choose, it doesn't matter what I'm saying, yeah. that's super important to me. And so in a reading, what we can do though, is if someone is at a crossroads or they're trying to make a decision, right, how to make aligned decisions, mm -hmm. from that space of being connected to your center or your soul's desire or your purpose, which is where I often start in a reading. From there, we can explore different options that you have. We can explore different timelines. And when you know what your soul's intention is, what your purpose is, what your gifts are, from there, it becomes so much easier to see which option that's available to me resonates most deeply with that intention. And it's just so much more simple, right? It's like if you have a gift of communication and deep connection, and working with people one-on-one -on -one, than being in a context where you're working for a large organization that might have a mission of supporting people individually, but you are disconnected from the people mm. and you're just working at a desk mm -hmm. and you have no human contact. That's not going to be super fulfilling. Right. So Great it's almost just like taking that like esoteric spiritual navigation system of your purpose and bringing it very literally into your decision-making process of like, I know this is what I want and what will fulfill me and why I'm here. Which of these options resonates with that? Right. Oh, I love that perspective. That's really helpful. It's getting my brain <laughs> thinking like, okay, on my next reading, this is what I want to think talk about. Yeah. Um, backing up just a minute, I loved your visual analogy of the dot being now and the, the future threads being all this infinite potential, but my brain struggles with the infinite threads from the past. Can you address that? Cause I feel like the past happened. That was my past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not limitless. It happened. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, that one is tricky and that evades me too. And I'm kind of comfortable just being in the mystery of that. Like, okay. I don't really figure that out, but we can definitely dive into it a little bit. So I'm not completely just 
invalidating your whole life experience of like <laughs> everything that happened before right now Jennifer is actually non-existent so it's like yeah of course of course things happened in your life that you yeah. can remember and for real <laughs> for real I know it happened right? her feet are on the ground yeah <laughs> so and yet I think like the past life threads I guess that's what it is more like the past, the, those threads are more like past life threads. Okay. I can resonate with a little bit more. Yeah. So it's like, sometimes in readings, people ask like, Oh, what were my past life? What, like, what are we, what are we? I asked you that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Those people, what have I been? (laughs) Yeah. And it's such a natural and fascinating topic. Like, of course, that's like a wonderful and lovely question to ask. And it's like, I can't ever get an answer to that unless we're looking at something specific to the present of like, which relevant past lives of these infinite things that have happened, like, which ones do you want to look at and why? So if someone's experiencing like, yeah, like a repetitive type of relationship or an experience that keeps happening, happening, happening in different ways, or this, they keep having like, they're headbutting with the same person again and again. It's like, can we look at the past threads with that person? Can we look at the nature of this like relational conflict in past life threads? Like, why is this happening? So then you can kind of like narrow down infinity to like a few relevant things (laughs) to explore. And sometimes I think with past life explorations and readings, it's not really about me telling you, yeah, at this time on this date in 1892, you were here and this is what happened. And that's why you're afraid of sharks. Right. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's not really about that. It's almost like whatever is happening now, a thread will light up or a few threads will light up a story will form to explain and give context to your Mm. present moment experience. And sometimes, so it's like, you don't even have to believe in past lives to benefit Mm. from this like story we're sharing. It's a way to give context to this. It's a way for your mind to kind of get on board and acknowledge that, yeah, something is happening. I'm experiencing this now. Mm maybe there's a reason for it. And it's almost like it doesn't really matter if it really happened or not. It's a way to orient yourself around what your present experience is so you can let it go and move on, you know? Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense to me. That's how I feel about like pulling an Oracle card or getting a tarot reading, like whether it's actually true or not, there's always wisdom that can be applied to the current moment in time Mm -hmm. oh but the akashic Akashic records are the same way (laughs) yeah it's all like oriented around the present it's like why are we looking at future timelines it's to help you in the present like to show you in this moment other things are available help you make a decision things like that let's see i just in thinking about entrepreneurship again and making decisions Mm. and Akashic records and you know do you have any other wisdom or advice or tips for making those aligned decisions within yeah I think the first thing that I would do is if you don't feel connected to why am I here 
what is my soul's deepest intention? What's my purpose, my gifts, those things. If you don't feel connected to that, if you're uncertain, or maybe you felt connected to it and now you're not, whatever it might be, or if you're at a transition point in your life, maybe those things are changing. Maybe the quality or the nature of your purpose is changing because you're moving into a new phase of your life. The first thing I would say is get connected to that in whatever way resonates with you, whether that's working with someone, just being with yourself, figuring that out in whatever way suits you, that would be one. And the second thing is once you are connected to that space, have a daily practice of connecting with yourself to maintain that connection over time. That way you don't end up kind of floating far away from it and then having to do a big thing like an Akashic record reading to come back to it, right? So the way that I like support people in doing that is like I use the Akashic records to help orient them, bring them back into their like attunement with their purpose, their self. And then I teach them how to meditate and how to build a daily practice that's simple and accessible so that after our work together is done, they still have the tool they needed to stay connected to that space on their own. Awesome. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I used to be a resistant meditator (laughs) and uh, my practice grows every year um, in terms of consistency and length of time. And now I create meditations. So for people who are unfamiliar, I get it. (laughs) You know, if meditation feels like I don't have time for that, Mm -hmm. start with baby steps, even if it's just five minutes, or it could be a meditative journaling session. Just, you know, you never know what's going to come out of your pen when Mm -hmm. you put it to paper. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to talk about today that we haven't hit on? Um, I know we've meandered. I know we've been all over. (laughs) I'd love to hear more about your experience with the reading. What was that like? Yeah. Let's see. So it was like entering a new space that you've never been to before. So it's a little disorienting at first. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what is going to unfold while you're there. And yet I felt very supported and very secure by your energy and by your, excuse me, your interpretation, your guide, you know, whatever you were receiving and through, through that knowledge or wisdom, then I began to feel more comfortable and more oriented and understand where I am a little bit better there. Yeah, it was, it was very validating. It was very validating to hear some of the support that I got about where I am and why I guess validating that I'm a coach for a reason, you know, I'm here to help people and to support people and guide their way. And the imagery, I just love the imagery of you, you know, this goes back to the path really. And, you know, someone's maybe facing or on a path and then all of a sudden they're facing brambles and rocks and, and, you know, they don't see a way through. And you said, your, your job is to put your your hand down and say, look, you can step here and then you can step here and see it's safe and I'll guide you and I'll show you. And that just 
really resonated with me and and it really spoke to my soul to like yes yes I just felt really good (laughs) oh that's amazing that's amazing I love that it resonated so much with you and I remember yeah that image was like recurring throughout the whole reading we Mm -hmm. kept coming back to that yes and what I love about the reading is that you record it so I can go listen to it. You've sent that to me. I was looking through my notes a little while ago. It's in the, the, this notebook somewhere. I'm like, what else did we talk about? Do you remember anything that came up or any insights or ahas? I remember that imagery. I remember we were talking about your gifts, like your purpose and your gifts. Those are like always such rich spaces to explore. And we talked about um, past life stuff a little bit too. Yeah, because I asked the question, who have I been? (laughs) It was a very fluid answer. I will say that. (laughs) And I remember you saying, for what purpose? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we had to, but we did narrow it down a little bit. And so I think what came through for you, sometimes they're very specific and sometimes it's more like this pattern or this way of being has been with you for a long time like you like doing this type of thing or you have done this before and now you're wanting the like counter experience to that to kind of harmonize it yes yeah we did talk about that and I also remember the insight that I really prefer to work deeply with a person Mm -hmm. rather than deeper deep rather than breadth if that makes sense Yeah. And the one-on-one as opposed to large groups and things like that. You know, those are the things I do both, but then when it's stated out loud and I can check in with myself, it felt like, or I could check in with myself. It was like, you know what? That's true. I'd rather work deeply with one person than, you know, in a group setting or just skimming the surface. Yeah. And that like, (laughs) I felt that so deeply and so to all of your beloved community members it's like yes I can attest that you're so sincere and earnest you have like a very sincere and earnest desire to support people and help them yeah yeah I don't know there was something special about having the the confirmation or having someone else say it or you know having it mirrored back to me that uh, just it just felt really good it's <laughs> the only way I can describe it <laughs> it is kind of hard to put it into words but I know what you mean it's there's something different about because sometimes in readings it's like information or perspectives that you've never considered and sometimes it's like oh I knew that but now I know it for sure yeah <laughs> like now I know it. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because sometimes it is hard to trust our own thoughts or our own intuitions that sound and feel just like our regular thoughts do. So yes, yeah, having yeah. someone else say it back to you is, yeah, it's nourishing. I think what why it resonated, some of these messages resonated so much is because it reflected that alignment that you talked about with this, my soul at the center. And then, you know, that this is what I'm here for. I'm like, oh, yeah. this feels really good (laughs) yeah and it's such a nice it's almost like a relief to allow that like soul desire soul intention to be the navigating force in your life to be the compass because it's so 
I don't know, there's like an element of surrender to it and an element of relief and an element of like, this part of me knows what it's doing. Like, <laughs> it's safe to follow yeah, this. Yeah. The soul urge, like exactly as the name of the podcast suggests, right? It's safe to follow the soul urge. Uh, what do you have going on um, with your work and how do people find you? Yeah. You share. Um, uh, the best place to find me and connect with me is my website, which is minarucci.com. We'll put that in the show notes for people who don't know how to spell either one. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> and I work with people one-on-one. I do Akashic Record readings and you can do a single one or you can work with me over time. In the longer offering, that's where I teach people how to meditate and there's like Akashic affirmation tapes and all this customized like goodness, Akashic Ooh. goodness that waits for you there. And uh, I also teach a free meditation class once a month on the second Thursday of each month. And that's a great place to kind of dip your toes in if you want to see like, what is this about? Do I like this style or not? And in addition to that, if you're curious about the Akashic magic side of it, so it's like, if you want to dabble with the meditation, there's the free meditation class. If you're curious about what the Akashic records kind of like feel like. I have a guided visualization channeled from the Akashic Records for free on my website too. So, oh, oh yeah, I watched a few of those. Those are cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you have a YouTube channel. There's all kinds of stuff over there. <laughs> yeah. My website and YouTube, it's like, there's like, I think 80 or 90 or more videos there with like Akashic transmission. So there's so much stuff to dive into there. Oh, so yeah. the website is a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. And I encourage people to sign up for uh, Mina's newsletter on her website. She'll send you a free meditation. I've listened to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for being here and sharing your, uh, your magic and um, wisdom and uh, supporting us with, you know, really using that soul guidance as a, I don't know, metric for making your decisions? Like, does a, something I'm choosing to do make sense for what I really want inside? I just think that's so beautiful. We Thank forget that, we forget to do that. Or we've never been taught, how about that? Yeah, it doesn't, it's, I never took a class on that. <laughs> so no, sorry. Figure out. <laughs> My parents never talked about this. <laughs> Yeah, it takes time. And that's like why I love doing the work I do. It's like, it's a time saver to learn how to do this. Yeah. And if anyone just heard my dog, he was just cheering us on. (laughs) I didn't hear it. And you didn't? All right. Well, he's just cheering us on from this, this end. (laughs) All right, Mina, thank you so much. And uh, we'll stay connected soon. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Jennifer Hooper, for this episode of the Soul Urge podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to check out the Soul Urge community, an online meeting place for women entrepreneurs. With a monthly subscription, you get access to experts, support, special events, and helpful resources. To try it out free for seven days, no credit card necessary, visit my website at jenniferhoopercoaching.com forward slash community.